Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. The question on the Christian Car Guy show today is, is it a sin to speed? You know, for years I have said it is a sin, and I've said it on the air almost every week. Mine, however, is not the only view, as I got this one this week on Facebook. A friend of mine said, Robbie, I once heard you say that speeding is a sin. I'd like to know on what you based this statement. The definition of sin that makes the most sense to me comes from the Westminster Confession of Faith. Sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Speed limit laws have absolutely nothing to do with the law of God, and breaking them is in no way a sin. Granted, it's not smart to do so, and it's not to be encouraged, but you in no way are sinning when you break the speed limit. Now, that's what my friend on Facebook said, but what I would love to know is, what do you think? Because it's obviously an individual issue. Robbie is not the judge and jury here. I don't get to do that. I don't want to do that. But inside everybody, I think that here we have a very important issue that's definitely worth considering. We're going to talk about a lot of those things today on the show. And I know that in my view is clearly that it is a sin and you do break the law when you do that. But I would love to know yours. 866-348-7884. And I know from personal experience that I'm quite often wrong. My wife is, is, will testify to the fact that Robbie is not foolproof. In fact, <laughs> hardly anything like that. So that's why I would love to know your issue. You know, I don't want to be on the air every week saying, you know, it's a sin to speed when somebody can clearly and eloquently show me the opposite view. 866-348-7884. Or maybe you feel like it's a non-issue. It's not worth discussing. We'd love to hear from you, really. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and tell us your view and here to help us today. The perfect person, really, when you think about it, for this particular issue. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. Is our very own Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon. Bill, there you go. You're on the hot seat, buddy. Well, driving without insurance, that I'm sure is a sin. <laughs> Now, if my, my wife's ready to give birth in a 35-mile-an-hour zone two miles from the hospital, I, I, I'm not real sure <laughs> I agree with you. Now, going to the wrong parking lot this morning and having to drive back over oh, here and get, get here to that. in yeah, time, that, was that might issue. have been a little sinful. But you have some ideas of the cost of this particular yes, transgression. Yes, it, it, it can be expensive. And we're going to talk about that today. And also today, I'd love to hear what your favorite Christmas, I mean, it's that time of year, people are decorating for their car. So what's your favorite decor? Maybe you saw something that just blew you away or something that you just delight in or something that offended you. I would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. You know those antlers that everybody has on their car? Well, this year you can buy them that light up. And so maybe your question for Bill today is, can I insure these things? They're expensive. 866-348-7884. 
We are, by the way, live today. We are at the Truth Network Toy Drive, which happens to be at D1 Sports on 1901 Mooney Street in Winston-Salem, which is kind of across the street from Flo Chevrolet over there behind the mall. We would love for you to bring a toy or a canned good, and if you do that, you can spin the win. We're giving away all kinds of stuff um, if you can make your way out now. We have got all sorts of neat stuff that we're giving away toys. Bring a, I mean, we are not giving away toys. We're asking you to bring a toy and a canned good, and you can take part in all this stuff. They've got a basketball clinic going on, all sorts of stuff here at D1 Sports today. That's where we are, and we would love to have you. You could come tell me in person what your view is on speeding. And then, of course, coming up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, God's kind of had me on a lesson plan this week, and I believe this speeding thing was right along those lines. As we perhaps look at the deeper issue of sin and a life of a purpose. And for those who know me well know that I have a 103-year-old saint who's a friend of mine who I often go visit, in fact, every Thursday, when I go to the assisted living, do devotions there. And Miss Beck has had an interesting life of purpose. And so I have a recording again this week, this time of Miss Beck playing the piano a little bit at 103, and then a moment of her testimony. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Well, the question, is it a sin to speed? We've got lots of folks on the line. We'd love to hear your view. 866-348-7884. First off, we have Bob, who is... In Salt Lake City, Bob, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning to you. What are you thinking, are, Bob? <laughs> yeah, there are two answers to it. There, there's the Pharisee answer, and then there's Jesus's answer. All right. Okay. And the Pharisees would always weigh the law somehow and interpret it in order to determine whether you can do something or not. And so the simple answer that way is that whenever God changes His mind on something, there's not a moral issue to it. So, for instance, uh, when he changed the dietary law, there's not a moral component to that because God's morality doesn't change, okay? So, uh, on speeding then, if you can determine that there are times when it's justified to speed and times when it's not justified to speed, then there's not a moral component to it. Speeding itself is not sin, okay? So that's the Pharisee. Okay. Now, Jesus says... The greatest of all the law is love. And what love does is it considers others first. And so if you aren't considering the safety of others first, you are sinning. In the, in the Old Testament, there's a story of the, uh, uh, the axe. If you were chopping wood and the axe flew off and killed somebody, it says there it, that had he not previously hated the individual, he could flee to a city of refuge. But the previously hated implies that the accident is an act of hate because he did not love his brother enough to consider his safety first. Okay? So No, I'm uh, I'm well, Bob, I gotta tell you, I am excited about all your answers so far. I'm like, man, I hope the whole world is getting this. We we we're gonna have to use this in a recording because it's so wonderful. I just love the way you have Apparently, thought about this issue before. Issues are similar. So carry on, by all means. I just wanted to tell you, I am like, just going, wow, this is awesome, man. <laughs> well, the, the 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 law of love is what constrains us, not the Pharisaical decisions on points of the law. We're always trying to justify ourselves, like Pharisees. 
but uh, the real consideration is the law of love. And it goes beyond that, that uh, sin is so well ingrained in us. If we go back to original sin, and I hate that name, I like to call it universal sin. Basically, Eve was tempted to act like an animal rather than behave in the image of God. She decided that to live by her instincts, it looks good, smells good, I think I'm going to eat it. And whenever we live by instincts, we are deciding what is good and evil for ourselves. And so we have effectively, by living like animals, have made ourselves to be God. We have, chose, we have taken God's prerogative and, and uh, chosen what is good and evil, determined it, and, and declare it for ourselves. And so that instinctive nature, whenever we live instinctively, we are living like animals and making ourselves to be God. That's how ingrained sin is in our flesh. And so that's what we have to always be putting aside, and that's why the Golden Rule opposes that. It says put others first rather than that instinctive nature. Well, Bob, you are a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man of God. I can tell that, as I said, you've given this great thought, and it seems like that's wisdom uh, from above. Are you a pastor, or I'm, I'm interested uh, in you? Uh, I've just been an evangelist for 35 years here in Utah. Oh, well, that is wonderful. What a wonderful answer, Bob. I am so, so glad that you called in. And I'm sure we're going to have some other views. You may not agree with Bob. We would love for you to call. We want to hear what you think. And I, and I certainly um, appreciate your relationship with the Lord, Bob, and thank you so much for calling in today. That was absolutely awesome. I appreciate it. Sure, God yeah. bless. Good day. All right. Well, we also have, well, we need your answer. 866-348-7884. We have Michelle is in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Michelle, Michelle, are you still there? Ah, Michelle, we lost Michelle. She got lost. But we would love for her to call back. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. You know, Bob gave a lot of good answers, and there's some other scriptures that come to mind, a lot of things that we could be thinking about, and I think just something to consider, because there's a lot of lives at risk, there's a lot of stuff at risk. So we're going to be talking about that in the next segment, about some Christian car decor. Don't forget, you're going to get to hear Miss Beck in the last segment, and make your way out to D1 Sports in Winston-Salem. If you're in the area, well, you can spin to win, and we got all kinds of, oh, bring a toy and canned food. It's right across from Flo Chevrolet. All right, today on the Christian Car Guy Show, is it fun, fun, fun to sin? (laughs) Just a a question that you throw out there. I mean, the Beach Boys were saying she had fun, 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 and she was going just as fast as she could. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? 866-348-7884. We're going to get into some of the costs of all that fun, 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 Bill. (laughs) But first off, 
I do want to mention that we have a, some really neat resources at ChristianCarGuy.com. There's a Jesus Labor of Love, which is car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And I guess for the Christmas season, the pressure that comes on families, we were deluged this week with requests um, for help. And so we just want to make you aware that there's resources there if you want to see the, the people that are giving, you know, wonderful car places that do that, if you're looking for somebody you can trust with your car, but also opportunities to give to a lot of these needs that we have, um, there's an opportunity to do that at ChristianCarGuy.com as well, as well as all these answers to speeding. The Christian Car Guy Theater, which I want to mention, I said we were going to do the Christian Car Guy Christmas extravaganza for the whole, you know, the show on Christmas for uh, December the 12th actually extended that to December 18th because there are so many actors and stuff that have got involved in it. It's absolutely awesome. I'm really looking forward to that coming up that week. And we have people who there want to share their view on is it a sin to speed. We have Roy is in Shelby, North Carolina. Roy, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Hey, my, hey, my friend. How you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful. What have you got for us? Well, uh, that's just a law. That's not a sin. You have to have scripture to back up your sins. You know, if you accidentally go a few miles over the speed limit, that's not a sin. You know, you're breaking the law of man, but the breaking the law of God is what is a sin. And just like Preacher Bob said on there, uh, he, he made a, he misquoted Jesus. He said, love is the greatest of all. You know, love is an emotion by a human being and who they're attached to or attached to them. And so you have to find out what Jesus said. If you want to quote him, you have to quote what he said and not kind of make up something that the world is. It, love, you can love a person. I can love the Muslims, but my love for them is pity. It's not love like I love my wife or my children or somebody that's worshiping and serving God. You, do you so understand? Roy, uh, Roy, yeah, I understand. And if, if, I'm just curious. I'm just going to ask you a question. What do you sure. do with Roman? What do you do with Romans 13, where it says you're supposed to obey the the civil authorities? Well, what you do with that is don't listen to that for your direction, <laughs> your uh, connection with God. You listen to Jesus. You don't listen to what Romans you, 13. You don't listen to the Bible. No, I, I, I don't listen to Paul for guidance. I listen to Jesus for guidance. Really? I, I, I open the book and see what Jesus said I was supposed to do. He's my Savior. Paul can't help you no more than Moses or Job or Abraham, okay, Isaac, well, and Jacob. Let me, well, let me run this one by you then, Roy. I'm okay. okay. Sure. I'm, I'm glad. I appreciate you calling. I sure, appreciate I'm, you. Oh, you, got right, you got the right attitude. That's what the church needs to discuss this and see who right. has the scriptures back it up. So I, I'm curious if, from in using Jesus and, and clearly. You know, Jesus said that we're supposed to love our neighbor, right? As sure, ourselves. but who is your, who, he would just say your neighbor was. That's okay, the okay, I, okay, well, if you're driving along and there is a 15-year-old girl that just got her driver's license and she's got a permit and she's trying to learn how to drive and you blow by her at 75 miles an hour, what kind of peer pressure are you putting on her? Well, that, that has nothing to do with your spirit. That's the flesh. Jesus said it is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profit is nothing. Once you start looking at the flesh, then that's so where you So if this poor little girl, it. if she gets in a car accident and gets killed, that's her flesh that got killed, but she's all right if she knows Jesus, right? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that's fine. But what I'm saying to you is that they're little kids getting killed every day, little five-year-old kids, 15-year-old no, no, kids. It's horrible. They're getting killed every day because of the flesh of people that would get out and speed and be drunk and stuff like that because the devil's spirit has got them. The world is spiritually dead. If I asked you what your, I don't know whether you're a preacher or not, but if I asked you what your Bible definition of a spirit was, you couldn't tell me because you haven't ever been taught that. A preacher Bob couldn't tell me either because he had never been taught. And we have to learn this. He hasn't. He hasn't been taught what about the spirit, Roy? What is a spirit? He, ha- he hasn't been taught what a spirit is. The Bible. Well, that's why I'm, I'm asking you. If since I, I'm just well, curious, I'm since to, you I'm know what it, what? Okay, tell me what is this? What does the I, Bible say a spirit is? Well, can you tell me you don't know first? I have a yes. view that I could no, easily no, no. be wrong, as my wife would tell you that I have a view of what a spirit is. Yeah, but you don't know exactly what a spirit is. There are many spirits, and the first thing you have to do is identify the first spirit that you'll learn about. And you have to have Scripture to back you up. And the Scripture that you have to have to back well, Roy, you up. Well, Roy, can you just, just go to the point? What What is a spirit, then? Okay, Jesus said this. This is what Jesus said. He said, it is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you... They are spirit, and they are lie. They're not abiding in the words of Jesus as a reason the world is mixed up. That first living spirit that can't be done away with has got to be in you, and it's got to be able to flow back out of you. So the spirit is the word of God. The spirit is the word of God, the Bible. That that is a spirit. That's the first spirit that you learn about, and you've got scripture to back you up. Right. Is, now, is that Jesus only said. only the words that Jesus said, or is it the rest of the Scripture, too? No, no, no. You need the words of what Jesus said to be saved, well, and then you'll understand. Jesus, Roy, one last thing, and then we got to go. Cause, okay. But I appreciate Man, I really, really do appreciate you calling in with your view, I and you're right. we got to talk about these things. Sure, but Jesus said, right. I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. That's right. right. And he was going to remove that, one jot or tittle, right? That's right. That's right. So. Wouldn't You're that exactly make me right. believe that I'm supposed to view the Word of God as that of the Spirit, just like you're saying? And no, no, no. All of it? Oh, we got to run. Roy, I'm sorry. We ran out of time in this segment. But, Roy, I really do appreciate you calling. You Thank have no you, idea. And you hopefully sparked a lot of people that are thinking out there who could call at 866-348-7884. Is it a sin to speak? What are your thoughts? 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. Jaywalking is rampant. I'm going to keep these baby blues wide open. We've got a situation on our hands. It's a real situation. You think I don't know a conspiracy when I see one? All right, I'll say it again. I don't like it. I'm going to show them we're on our toes out here. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. <laughs> oh, I do love that clip. Barney Fife, he has a way of saying things that just make all kinds of sense. 
is seating a, is speeding or seating <laughs> is speeding a sin is what we're talking about today on the christian car guy show we would love to hear your view the lines are deadly lit up now 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your view 866-348-7884 and we are live today at the at the truth network toy drive which is going on at d1 sports yes we got lots of children out there that would really like to have something neat for Christmas. And if you want to bring one of those by here today at 1901 Mooney Street in Winston-Salem, you could also bring a canned good. We're, we're taking up that stuff for a harvest, um, second harvest food bank. And you can spin. We got a contest or two that you can take part in. We would love to see you here. And as I would always mention, that you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and see what all's going on. And even voice your opinion if you're not able to get on the show today. But we have Sandra who's been hanging on in Spartanburg for a long, long time. Sandra, you are on the Christian Car Guy show, or is it Sandra? Am I saying it wrong? No, you said it correctly. Good okay. morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? I was motivated to call. I've never done this before. Um, by something Bob said in reference to our instincts being against God, I... With all due respect, people perceive and read the Bible, and and it speaks to them, or you have your people who just take it literally and don't invest any personal thought or struggle in trying to get a better understanding of how it might apply, or, or how do we really know what God meant, or, or what the person who wrote that scripture intended it to, to say to us. But my my point was, what, what motivated me to call you, is that I think the word instinct was incorrect. God, your instinct is a gift from God. Your instincts are for survival, to eat, to reproduce, to protect your, your family, your young, your the things that you love and value, and that's a gift from God. Those things that he's referring to are choices, our choices to be selfish, our choices to be violent, our choices to believe what we want to believe as opposed to searching for something better or different and giving it an open view or consideration to see the value of something that we may not have agreed with originally. I struggle with the whole sin issue because my understanding is that Jesus died for my sins. And as long as I confess the sins that I have committed and knowingly do not commit more, I'm not guilty of any sins. There you go. Therefore, there's no condemnation, right? That's exactly right. God gives us so many gifts, and they're like presents that you got that you never even opened because you refuse to look any deeper or to consider new thoughts or possibilities. Well, Sandra, and, and the you, about- you, you, it was your first time to call, but you are so eloquent, and you spoke to that issue very, very, very well, and I'm so glad you did. because And, and I bet you even Bob is applauding right now at, at your explanation of how that, those things could be interpreted when you start talking about instincts and those. But I would agree with you, and I am just so grateful that you took the time to share that with us today. And I hope you, again, that, that, that we all wrestle with these things because it's end up at the end of the day, it's not going to be, 
you know, you're standing there before the pearly gates or whatever and saying, well, Robbie said or Bob said or Roy said, it's going to be you and him and what, you know, what was going on with you and my relationship. So you couldn't have said it any better. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. All right. We have Larry, who is in Greensboro, has been hanging on a long, long time. Larry, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm excited to hear your view. Is it a sin to speed? I would uh, say according to what I'm about to read to you out of Romans 13, I would say yes, uh, in response to the gentleman that wrote you the letter that the laws of the land are not God's laws. Well, what it says in Romans 13 is to let every person be subject to the governing authorities. But there is no authority except from God, granted by his permission and sanction, and those which exist have put, been put in place by God. Therefore, whoever resists governmental authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who have resisted it will bring judgment, that civil penalty, on themselves. For civil authorities are not a source of fear for people of good behavior, but for those who do evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will receive approval and commendation. For he is God's servant to you for good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid. For he does not carry the executioner's sword for nothing. He is God's servant and avenger who brings punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subject to civil authorities, not only to escape the punishment that comes with wrongdoing, but also a matter of principle, knowing what is right before God. For this same reason you pay taxes, for civil authorities are God's servants, devoting themselves to governance, pay to all what is due, tax to whom tax is due, customs to whom customs, respect to whom respect, and honor to whom honor. Well, Larry, I mean, wow. You, you have quoted the exact scripture that I quoted back to the friend at Facebook, and, and, I, and I, I agree with that point of view if, like Bob said, it's done from a standpoint of love and, and, and understanding that at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I'm going to be accountable for my actions yeah. and how they glorified God. If my actions glorified God, then I met, met the mark, and that's not sin. But if your life misses the mark, that's sin, and so here we got a problem. But I love the fact that, that, that we can talk about it and we can get this out in the open. I'm so thankful that you called in this morning, Larry, and I love it when people read Scripture. No problem. And God bless no you. Thank problem. you so much. You have a great afternoon. All right, we have Dave is in Washington. I'm going to not mispronounce this. It's maybe, is it Snohomish? It's Snohomish. Snohomish, okay. Yes. Well, I learned something today, Dave. First of all, it, it thank actually you. Means, it's actually an Indian word. It means uh, um, quiet waters. Oh, that's wonderful. It's like, the 23rd, it's like the 23rd Psalm, Washington, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, tell me, what's what are you thinking? Well, I've got a, a lot of interesting thoughts about uh, all the responses that you've had. Uh, and I really want to thank you, by the way, for having me on. I've never done this either. Same to Sandra. Um, and so the only thing I have really on this is that we're all, we've all been given a conscience. And that conscience, um, whether you're right or wrong, it's etched 
in our hearts. Obviously, this is, as the word says, that even when the law wasn't given to the Gentiles, they act like they have been given the law because they know not to, you know, steal, murder, uh, right. yeah. commit adultery, etc. And those things are in our heart. The other thing is, uh, I believe that for him who knows to do something that's right, but he does not do that, to him that's sin. That's scripture. Right, that's James, and right. The other thing yeah. is, is this. It's a law, and if it's a law that does not upsurf the authority of God, well, then it's a just law, and it's one that we should abide by. Well, I, again, that, that's the scripture actually my insurance man was was going to quote, so you, you beat him to the punch with that. That was good, Dave. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it's wonderful to just good. contemplate this because there's so much at stake, and a lot of people don't realize the costs associated with it. So, Dave, I'm, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in. Again, very, very eloquent on your first time, and thank you for calling us. It's just wonderful, and I'm so glad to hear well, from you out there early this morning in um, Snow, Snow, uh, Snow, I can't Snohomish, see. yeah. Snohomish. Snohomish. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. God bless you. Well, we, we're going to talk about a couple of these costs, and I, I have said for years at the beginning of the show, it used to be just part of my entry, that Speeding costs Americans over 200 million, did you hear that number? Over 200 million gallons of gas a week. Now, you may wonder, where does that math come from? Well, here it is. I want to give it to you briefly. The average American drives 13,400 miles, and the average car gets 20 miles to the gallon, which is 654 gallons a year if you divide that. Now, if you go... Over the speed limit, five or six miles an hour, that will cost you 1.8 gallons. I mean, 1.8 miles to the gallon, which means you're going to lose 52 gallons a year, about a gallon a week. Well, you take that gallon times the 203 million vehicles that are out there that are speeding, because 80% of them speed, from what I understand, and there you get 203,000, 203,370,000 gallons a week. Oh, we got so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. excited about a holiday with Jesus's name on it that we can celebrate that we can engage people in discussion that we can have folks see the good in our lives and glorify our father in heaven what does that exactly look like when it comes to speeding <laughs> those are some of the questions but we're going to get to our appraisal by the real black book in a second where I'm going to discuss what some thoughts I have along those lines but Bill what are some of the insurance costs this can be an expensive thing man 
Speeding can cost a driver a great deal of money. For an additional cost, some insurance companies offer accident and speeding violation forgiveness. This means some auto insurance companies will not increase your insurance costs if you have a ticket or an accident. The forgiveness is often conditional. In North Carolina, speeding 76 miles per hour and above is a reckless driving charge. That's not forgiven. Hit and run or passing a stop school bus are two other charges that are not eligible for forgiveness. In many states, when you pay for the insurance, unforgivable speed, <laughs> the unforgivable. See, the legislators didn't keep up with the speed change when they upped it up to 75, 70 go. mile an hour. In many states, when you pay for insurance, what you pay for insurance can almost double with two speeding tickets in a three-year period. In North Carolina, that increased cost for that speeding is something that's passed on to a state-mandated insurance company called the North Carolina Reinsurance Facility, and the insurance company keeps very small amount of that increase. That increase, though, I have seen people that could make a house payment for what their auto insurance costs. It is detrimental to a lot of people's budget to get a second or third speeding ticket. In a lot of states, you get a freebie, one freebie if it's, a minor speeding ticket, like a 45 and a 35. The second one, though, makes the first one active. So it's very, very helpful to have an insurance agent in your life that you and your family members can call and say, this just happened. Should I get an attorney? Should I fight this? Is a uh, exceeding safe speed better than a 65 and a 55? So I encourage you. Have an insurance agent that you can sit down with across the table, and you can take their advice when you need it. There you go. And that's some of the financial costs. Of course, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and you can see I have facts about speeding posted there and the lives that are cost. And, you know, one of the biggest things I think about is that if you – and apparently the statistics are phenomenal for young drivers – that are involved in fatalities, that speed is involved. It's like 80%. And so why would these young drivers speed? Well, if you try to go the speed limit just this afternoon, you, you go get on the highway that has this 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, and you try to drive 55 and see what it's like. And you'll see why a young driver is who is trying to drive the speed limit is going to struggle with the peer pressure of that issue. And they can't handle the speed. And so... Your peer pressure and those, those kind of things have consequences. But all those are, you know, perhaps a pharisaical look at it. I don't know. It depends on which, how you want to think. But on, like I said, all of us are going to answer to God on our own behavior. But this week, God had this lesson planned for me. And the William Gurnall's classic, The Christian in Complete Armor, those who know me well know I've been stuck in this book for some time, and I may be in it for a long time. But he said something that I thought was absolutely phenomenal. And what he said is truth that doesn't bring glory to God falls short of the target. As a good guy, and you may know lots of folks out there who is not a Christian, but he, he does his good not for God's glory, but he does it for his own glory. And so as I began to ponder that in my own life, I started to think about what am I doing in my life and is what I'm doing ultimately to bring glory to God. And if it's not bringing glory to God, then the arrows that are shooting forth in my life are missing the mark. And my understanding of sin is it's clearly that you've missed the mark. Well, if the mark is to bring glory to God, then 
all the things in my life have somehow or another got to add into this equation. And I just ask you reasonably, how could a choice to speed ever bring glory to God? Unless it is the case, Bill, where your wife's having a baby and you got to get her to the hospital. I, I understand. Okay. But the regular everyday habitual speeders, that isn't what's going on. And how in the world could that bring glory to God? But it could certainly put you in a position of harming someone else. And so that's a consideration. But I think the deeper consideration for all of us as we think about this Christmas season is what am I doing and, and who am I talking to, as our evangelist Bob was talking about, about Christ or showing the light of Christ. And we got an opportunity with this Christmas season to talk about the guy it was named after. You know, what an opportunity to do that. Well, I have, as I promised, a 103-year-old saint friend of mine by the name of Miss Beck. She was never married. She played the piano and sang in a gospel group for years and years and years. And every Thursday as I do the devotions at that nursing home, which I'm not a preacher and I'm not ordained, but I do serve the Lord as best I can. And not as, as best I can. I, as, you know, I, I, I do try to pray and do those things. So this week I had an opportunity to record because I had a listener say, Robbie, can we have more Miss Beck? Can I hear her play the piano? And so I have a brief moment of her playing the piano and then a little testimony from a 103-year-old lady who has lived her life with the aim to glorify her Savior. Have a listen. Wow. I, uh, you know, if, if you um, want a treat sometime, you know, probably two blocks from your house or five blocks from your house is a retirement home or an assisted living center where there's lots of folks who are lonely. But some of those folks have served the Lord for years and years and years. And Miss Beck, to tell a little bit of the story, I've known her for about 20 years. And when she came to the assisted living center, she told me, and, this, and I knew her back then, she said, Robbie, I feel God's called me here. Not that I need to be here, but that people here need me to be here. And she began this devotional um, series where they, at, at, at that particular nursing home, which is Somerset in Moxville, North Carolina, have somebody different come in every morning of the week to share devotions. And Miss Beck would round them up like you wouldn't believe and then play the piano and sing and lead so many different saints through so many years. And here she is, 103, and she's still serving the Lord. You could hear that. And wow, what a, what a life of service. What a way to, to meet the mark. What does is, what is our lives look like? Well, I'd encourage you again to go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You can listen to Christian Car Guy Theater and all sorts of stuff. you got the Jesus Labor Love, Car Repair Labor for Single Moms and Widows. Links if you need insurance questions or my other experts page. If you have all that, it's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. Again, thank you so much for listening today, for all those that called in and shared wonderfully. And as I say every single week, Slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. 
And how about thinking this year about how can my arrow hit the mark? God bless.